Hey guys, this is your five minute capsule lecture for the boards on heat illness and heat stroke. These are the take home points. Number one, remember this is a spectrum of disease just like everything else in emergency medicine. We have to figure out the sick versus the not sick. The sick are given the term heat stroke. Everything else, miliaria rubra, heat cramps, heat syncope, all that is minor illness and non-life threatening. Um, in this situation of heat stroke, it's defined on the boards as a temperature of greater than 40 in some texts or 40.5 in other texts. It's got to be high. That's 104 or 105 degrees Fahrenheit. And that's how they're going to define heat stroke. That's the take-home point number one. Take-home point number two from the lecture was that you're gonna to have to be able to treat these patients. One is cold water immersion. These are ice baths. They're very messy and it's hard to maintain airways uh, while the patient's in this, but it will definitely drop the core temperature quickly. The second method is a fan method where you're spraying the patient with tepid water and the fans blowing air over the body are maximizing convection and evaporation. Everything else, packing the groins with ice, cool fluids, uh, cooling blankets, all of these things are secondary uh, ways of cooling the patient. Those are the two methods you're going to use for the boards. Key point, no antipyretics. That's not the mechanism here. Your hypothalamus is not making you hot. Uh, your body's core temperature is not being reset by the hypothalamus in heat stroke. The heat is coming from outside sources, so resetting your temperature internally doesn't help. This will be the wrong answer on the board. No antipyretics. Take home point number three is that there are two kinds of heat stroke, which really means that there are two different groups of patients that get heat stroke. The first group are the athletes, the emergency doctors who are running a marathon for the first time. Anybody who is sort of young and healthy and exerting themselves in a very hot environment. You might remember these are the guys that get a lactic acidosis that's very profound. They get renal failure, rhabdomyolysis. They end up doing quite well even though their labs can be exceedingly bad and they can look very ill covered in sweat. They will, they will rebound quickly. The second group or the second type of heat stroke is classic heat stroke or your older patients. These are the guys that again come in altered mental status with a high temperature but they are usually homeless or they have comorbidities. Their basic ability to get out of the heat is usually inhibited and this may be because they drink a lot of alcohol. It may be because they're homeless and they can't walk into a McDonald's to get out of the heat. These guys, initially in the lesser forms of the disease, their labs don't look as bad. They don't usually get a profound lactic acidosis. They instead get a respiratory alkalosis. Their renal function is usually not that bad, again, in the lesser forms of the disease. But as they get sicker, if they get a lactic acidosis, they are more prone to die. They traditionally, on the boards, don't, quote, look that bad. They're not covered in sweat. Uh, as opposed to the exertional heat stroke, which is defined on the boards as covered in sweat. This does not pan out in reality. These patients are just as sweaty, but on the board test, the older person might be on some medications that would stop them from sweating. Your anticholinergics, uh, mainly your antipsychotic drugs, uh, your Parkinsonian drugs, Benadryl, um, your antihistamines, all of these things that older patients might be on would stop them from sweating, giving you another clue that that's what they're getting at on the board question. The final take home point uh, is that in heat stroke, the lab tests that should be off are your LFTs. In minor forms of the disease, heat illness, heat injury, these LFTs should be maybe a thousand. Um, clearly elevated, but not astronomical. In heat stroke, we should see LFTs in the tens of thousands. 
if your LFTs are normal on these patients, that should actually cause you to question the diagnosis and maybe the hyperpyrexia is coming from something else. So those are your take-home points. Differentiate sick from not sick and elevated temperatures greater than 40.5 with altered mental status will define heat stroke. You should be able to cool these patients with fans and tepid water or ice water immersion. Thirdly, you've got classic heat stroke and exertional heat stroke, exertional being the young and healthy, classic being the old with comorbidities, and finally, your liver tests should be elevated in heat illness and injury. Thanks for listening.